everybody, and welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles, and I'm joined, as always, by multi-Emmy award-winning television producer Chris Cangilla. In this episode, recapping week three of November 2023, Chris, a lot going on before Thanksgiving break, uh, some developments, Jim's taking his medical testing seriously around the holidays, and I guess we just talked about this, and I guess we'll start after seven years of not just the Jim and Sam show, but Jim referring to himself as daddy, we have learned that Sam is baby. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Uh, you know, he even does the baby talk for Sam and Sam does the baby talk a little bit. So, yeah, daddy and baby. Maybe daddy that's and a baby. And we're used to Jim's baby voice. Anytime he he mentions not just a kid, but a teenager, he'll do a baby yes. voice like, Dada, I need to go do do. Yes. Ridiculous. And uh, so speaking of Jim's medical testing, which I, I mentioned at the top here um you know i'm i'm like i'm almost 40 so sam's like a well i'm i'm about to be 39 i think sam's a little closer to 40 but i feel like i'm starting to get close to where i should get regularly like tested and checked out for stuff my wife says that jim is constantly doing this he does these every year gets everything checked out we know he's terrified of the mri machines but i mean i don't think of all the crazy things he does like just just getting checkups and checked out i don't think it's too crazy right no, it's not. And I'm Jim's age, you know, and, and so I've gone through all those tests as well. And you just got to take care of yourself. You know, I, I was fortunate to, uh, you know, really watch my weight this past year and lost a lot of weight and it just felt so much better. So that's what we, you know, you try to do is, is, is you know, take everything in moderation and then just make sure everything is, and Jim alluded to it, make sure everything is working the way it's supposed to. And, and he's, he's good, but, you know, in, Typical gym fashion, he takes things to the extreme. So if he's going to get one test, he might as well get 50 tests and a full body scan and all those things. But you know what? Go for it. He's had so many people in his life that have passed, comedians that have lived hard. So, you know, I can understand it. One thing you might not be able to understand is the the him being terrified of the MRI. I understand if you're claustrophobic, you go in there, it is, you are really enclosed and some x-rays take longer than others. I think he said he's got to be in there for 40 minutes. But in the past, we learned like he can't even be in there for like five minutes. So he is like super, super uncomfortable and scared of being in there. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little odd. I can understand it. I don't have that fear as much as some other people, but it, it is a little tight corners. But maybe they, I don't know, maybe he's worried about maybe taking a sedative. Maybe, you know, I'm sure they have those kind of things. And, you know, he's always worried about something that would lead him to, you know, destructive behavior. So we'll see. So he had a little doctor intervention. His doctor told me he's got to lose 25 pounds, which is very specific. But I appreciate the doctor saying that. And, you know, we know that he doesn't like being encouraged in the gym. So if you see him trying to lose the weight, don't say anything. He he hates it. But I think this is uh, this is a little bit of from his his lifestyle with Nikki. She likes to get snacks and treats. She's very thin. He's just kind of packing on the weight. And we've seen him be like so dedicated in the way he obsesses about things. Like we saw him lose a ton of weight and keep it off and have this crazy diet and working out a bunch of times a week. Do you think he'll get back to that ever? Can it's really hard as you get older. And as you know, as you have kids, it's hard to resist all that food. And if you do partake in that food, it's hard to keep it off and ha- hard to have it affect you. Yeah, so living with Nikki has been a challenge because she can eat whatever it looks like and still say thin, and she's younger, of course. But um, yeah, it's it's really hard, and I think he can get there. I think he went a little too far, and I think he even said that he went a little too far when he got thin that other time. He didn't look right, looked a little sick. So um, yeah, I think he can get there, but it is a challenge. And like you said, when you're at the gym, 
you got the whole encouragement thing of a group thing Jim's not into. And they even talked a little bit about how, you know, everybody has their phone out there and taping their their workout and recording their workout. And Montone was like, Ugh. you know, he has he's there all the time. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that unless you're getting a PR of some sort, you know? So yeah, the gym is a different place these days. And so, you know, let Jimmy do his thing and lose the weight the way he's supposed to without the encouragement, maybe. Absolutely. And some great old school Jimmy we're still getting, despite his uh, relationship status change actually happened two years previously, we learned, is that when he visits Jonathan in LA, which he just did this uh, past weekend, I believe, he is still getting him with the gasser prank. He is cutting gassers in Jonathan's car and he's still uh, running Jonathan's stories when Jonathan will say something like like a reference a number like you know how many and Jim will purposely guess uh, wrong usually way over exaggerating his answers they're they're for a manager client relationship uh it is always hilarious I got to I got to witness this in a green room last year. And we just all were talking about comedy, having a nice time. But I love, and Jonathan, we know, loves his characters and will, like, just yell things characters say out loud. Uh, Their relationship is amazing. And I want to see more of it. I want to see more of these videos. Maybe that's why it's great. Another reason it's great to have Nikki around. You might see more of these videos with Jim and Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, she really has given us an insight into their personal lives a little bit more. And, yeah, Jonathan and Jim seem to have this great relationship. And, uh, and, you know, it's just Jim cares about people and Jonathan cares about him. So, it's funny that, you know, that Jim chose his love with gas. Um, but, you know, poor Nikki has to sit in the car and experience that as well. And the whole the thing about, you know, the whole guessing, like, did you you know how many people in the United States did this? And Jim will say 14 million. It's like, no, it's like 10. <laughs> you know, it's just it that that makes me that makes me laugh all the time. And Jonathan still gets so upset by the gas. That new video they just posted, like after all these years, he's still like shocked and outraged every time. It's uh, yeah. it's just amazing. Speaking of of shock, um, imagine being on an Alaska Airlines flight that they've talked about for a couple weeks in a row now. We find out not only was the pilot on mushrooms who tried to uh, crash the plane, but he believed he was dreaming, and he did some pretty interesting things to. Uh, Wake himself up from the dream. What were those, Chris? Oh, thanks for giving it to me. Yeah, he, uh, I'm not sure if he did that before he was in custody, or I think he was in I custody think it was, already. I think it was after yeah. the, the flight. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he wet himself, which is interesting. And then he, you know, self-gratified a little bit, trying to get himself out <laughs> of that. And uh, that was a little challenging, probably to witness. And just a weird fella. It's not a pilot that I'd like to be in charge of the plane that I'm on, for sure. No, definitely not poor Jimmy. We know how scary he is of flying. Like, exactly. imagine I mean, hearing that's going on. My Lord. But it's another example of a uh, current event story that you can't wait to get their take on. They just break, the way they break it down is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Yep. And uh, kind of on the other end, I, I, I love a good enraged Jimmy, which we still get all the time. And Sam's not, you know, happy about this either. The way that crime is just kind of all over in major cities, especially, you know, we're by Chicago. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but you're seeing you're seeing drugstores like Walgreens and other stores kind of like lock down basic products like soap. And the guys uh, broke it down in, in hilarious fashion, but also uh, none too pleased. Jim Jim is uh, tough on crime, which I appreciate. Yeah, I agree with him on most of those things. Um, he doesn't always have a good grasp on how to solve these problems. His his solutions are sometimes not really something that's feasible. But, you know, yeah, it's something needs to be done because, I mean, you can't get anything. It's all locked up. It's smash and grab. I mean, in Chicago here, we're getting the carjackings and it's it's run rapid. So, yeah, there needs to be a little stronger on on those kind of crimes as well as, you know, the major ones. 
And uh, they talked a little bit about, you know, how, you know, Amazon's getting into the drug game, you know, delivery of, of medicines and done through drone. And I don't know how drones ever going to be able to deliver that stuff. People are just going to shoot them down that, you know, the same people that are breaking in these stores are going to shoot those drones down. So. Absolutely. And I, I just love Jim's black and white, very harsh penalties for like he's talking about should like, be killed to be dead, you know, yeah. a lot of people should be killed which i don't i mean i get really upset about these things too when people know something's very wrong it could hurt other people like, i always agree with them and i always go back to uh in my mind when i'm listening to this is ona like 20 like maybe around 2012 late ona jim's stance on and he you know he he talked this week about taking some medication um just for i think just for like a little bit of anxiety just a really right. slight mood stabilizer but i love I love when his stance, he revealed his stance on, on mentally ill people to be take your medicine or go into Lake. <laughs> it's very, it's very it's cut and dry. Either or, right. It's or very, penalties. very direct. Yeah. I love, it's, I love it. Yeah, he has, he has a strong, uh, strong opinion on these things and, and, you know, he does go to the extreme, which isn't uh, unheard of for Jim. He's he's enraged, but it's also it, it is it is a comedy show. Uh, please keep that in mind. Speaking of some uh, great comedy or perhaps a little more, Troy and uh, Travis got a little closer than accustomed to. What happened there, Chris? Uh, you know, I just don't understand why Troy continues to allow himself to do these things. They were talking and Troy said, or Travis said, you know, oh, it's warm. You know, it's very balmy, as Montone will tell you in the studio at times, because I think Jim turns up the heat. Um, so it's, they will mention it. They'll get the balmy comment from Montone and then they'll move on. But Travis this time said, oh, yeah, my, I'm just really sweaty. It's like, ugh. Like my chest is, I'm just, my whole chest is really sweaty. And they're like, well, let's fill it. And Troy said, I'll fill it. Uh, you know, it's like, Troy, why do you want to fill Travis's tra chest? I know you take one for the team and you'll do that. And he did it. And then they didn't get it on camera. So he had to do it again. This hairy, wet mess. So yeah, it was, it was quite funny. It's just dudes being dudes. That's, that's Dudes being saying. dudes. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you a dudes being dudes story real quick. We're playing poker with my friend. This is going back. 20 years and one of the guy was eating pretzels and just a ton of it and ton of it during the game he took that amount of pretzel mush and put it on the table and he said i'll give somebody five dollars before he even got five dollars out there someone grabbed it and put it in their mouth just to make the rest of us laugh oh dudes yeah dudes, dudes. being dudes Ugh. definitely dudes uh speaking of dudes jimmy we've heard a lot about airplane jimmy the the stories are legendary the, I think this week, Samian brought up like she was talking about the airplane. There's like, you know, at least uh, they don't take off their underwear at a first class. That's right. Uh, airplane Jimmy is is a legendary part of Jimmy and his life and all that he brings. But he's uh, let on that he's dreaming of being in one of those train cars. You could have uh, kind of a viewing out the glass. Right. So we have airplane Jimmy. I would love to get Choo Choo Jimmy going. Like, Choo Choo Jimmy would trains. be great. It would be amazing. Check out some different trains. Um, and you've, I, I commuted by train a little bit when I was working downtown. I worked at the, the board of trade and it, that's something you've done as well, right? Yeah. I used to do that, um, you know, about 40 miles from the city. So when we we're going in there a lot, I would, I would do that. And it's, it's great once you're on the train, it's a, you know, a really like a 45 minute shot, but getting to the train parking, paying for parking, you know, it's just a, just a whole process to commute by train. But my favorite kind of train thing is um, one that from my youth, I remember, and I think they still do this, in Denver, there used to be a, a, tr a ski train that would leave early on a Saturday morning uh, from uh, Grand Central, not Grand Central, what is it, Grand Station, I think, Union Station, there it is, Union Station in Denver, 
um, and go up to Winter Park, Colorado, the ski resort. And it would drop you off and you'd go skiing uh, and then it'd take you home that that afternoon. What a great way to do it. Your skis actually, they had like built out outside of the train. You'd stick your skis in there. So like had a holder for them and right out there. It's, what a great way to do that because then you have to worry about all the traffic on I-70, which is a nightmare these days. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Speaking of awesome, we had top tier hot dog this week because he went on a trip with coworkers to Japan, 10 days. Yeah. And um, it, it, it went without incident and just completely normal and professional. Right, Chris? Yeah, of course. Everything that hot dog does is completely normal and professional. First of all, they lost their luggage and that's not hot dogs fault, but how they rectify that can be. Um, and, uh, they couldn't find where it is. Fortunately, somebody had one of those air tags in one of their lug, you know, suitcases. So they were able to find it and they got that back. And then, you know, we talked about boys being boys. Well, they were out drinking one night and we're not sure if hot dog did this to impress a woman or not, but he did, uh, want to jump over a railing or a fence and he broke his arm. And he broke it so bad that he actually had to go see uh, a doctor in Japan. And he has that in a, in a, you know, what do you call it? A sling. And it's, it's very funny. It's, it's, it's absolutely legendary. He, uh, first there was, yeah, there was, they weren't sure as a gray area if, if, cause he was texting as it was happening. Cause he was drunk texting Sam and Travis. I yeah. love that he, all his communication was Sam as much as he works with Sam. It seems like Travis is on all the text just yeah. for Travis's own enjoyment. So I love that. And it seemed like he, as he texted, he said he was trying to impress a girl. Then he told Jim no, and then he said there were girls around. So you get a, a, a hot dog story where you, you who knows who knows what happened. Right. The, the detail that emerged because I listened to this, I was just two or three times yesterday. <laughs> the detail that emerged was you hear fence, you you think like old school, like eighties, like coming of age movie, chain link yeah, fence, right? Totally climb all yeah. the way up, jump over, which is never easy. It, he said it was as big as a coffee table, as tall as a coffee table, I believe. So to break your arm not just being able to, to lift your legs. He's like, he jumped over trying to impress uh, somebody, if not the girl, uh, co co-workers, but just, yeah. just amazing hot dog. Then he, and another, another thing that he tripped over is his, this is a, a, a pit this is exactly who hot dog is. In my opinion, he was at the studio telling these stories and he comes back with a, a Red Bull drink. You want to tell the story where he got the Red Bull? He got it from the vibe and he just, he goes, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, got, got some energy, got some energy going. And then there was a lot of confusion as if to, that was uh, lifted from the vibe if he did not, if he was supposed to pay and did not. Uh, Troy, Troy said that he thinks those Red Bulls are free, which is that they're free. That's not bad. That's Yeah, of course, if, if it's free, bucks. but if you go into that and you just take it and, and just assume, I think there's a lot of assumption when hot dog is involved that assume. assume that things are free or they're going to be this way. I remember uh, when I was an intern. I went to lunch with our uh, our bosses, and uh, the boss said, we're going to my brother's bar, um, you know, so the name of the restaurant. But the other intern thought he's going to his brother's bar and didn't bring any money. <laughs> you can't just assume just because it's his brother's bar that it's going to be taken care of for you. So there's even some assumption. Yeah, even if it is, bring your money. Yeah, you're not right. going to say, oh, oh great. <laughs> my God. Also, I love that hot dog at the hospital. When he's telling the story, he let on that he may have spoken. He thought it would help him to speak in a, a Dominican accent in Japan. 
with the oh me hurt oh, so hurt or whatever he, he said that's <laughs> just just absolutely legendary hot dog and speaking of legendary things jim still collecting the kiss posters every week we but he's done he's done every week we're right? done there's one more i might then it's like we're I'm done. done a little later yeah. in the week there's one i might and then it's then it's uh this week it's really come to a head he spent almost three thousand dollars on one of his biggest purchase also lets on the coop that he has over 50 of these which is not surprising at all no. I, i'm searching for like every kiss poster every ever made in in mint uh condition and probably not 50 you know, unique ones, probably three of this one, five of that one, seven of this one, you know, just a total of 50. And it was another Travis uh, reference. I really appreciate And Sam makes him too, to that. um, uh, What's what's that? Oh my God. That, uh, that show on Netflix. I think you should leave. (laughs) Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one. Yeah. It's very good. Travis referenced with this. He referenced um, Bob Odenkirk's appearance on he was in one of the sketches where he was pretending to know uh tim robinson the main guy and said that he has triples of his cars he's trying to impress tim's son <laughs> he's like i have triples triples on my cars triples sure. so, so uh his triples to be as triples of his posters and this one this uh this is i feel like is going to be a story he just said he's going to go pick up this poster but i feel like it's going to be a story and it may or may not involve uh coop right yeah, I guess it's in, in New England where this guy has his poster. So Jim's going to go because he spent so much money. He's, I'm going to go get it myself because he doesn't trust, as we know, know, the post office or any kind of shipping. He wants to go get it himself. So he's going to drive out there and, and they're, the boys are like, why, why don't you take Cooper with you? Go see Coop, you know, stop in, meet his family and all these kinds of things. And there's a very funny line during this process that we really can't go to. Um, but yeah, it was it was really a good uh a good time. So I don't think Coop's going to be gone, but you never know. Things happen crazily when it comes to Jim and his love of kiss posters. Absolutely. And speaking of Coop, I mean, we, we, uh, we've talked about Coop's Coop's kind of long rise. I mean, the Coop's stock, if you were in early, you're doing very well for yourself. Yeah. Uh, he's just doing great. I love when they, because of his age and the age gap with not just Jim, but with uh, Sam and, and Travis and Troy too. I love how they explain things to him, and I because you you were you were working, you know, you're very much in the professional world, and I was still kind of college, just starting like my first job when all these prank sites were around that they started talking to. You know, they covered. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some of these I I, I might use code words, but uh, yeah. uh, M Spin yeah. Lemon Party. Uh, uh, tub girl, <laughs> all these just the disgusting, disturbing, disturbing. Yeah. Uh, also hilarious if you were of a certain age. Did you experience Absolutely. any of these? I was curious. Um, unfortunately, I've had to experience them because of my love for ONA and Jim and Sam. Then when they're talking about, it, I got to go look at it, and then I'm very disappointed that I did. Oh. Um, you know, this is why our podcast, Your and Mind podcast, works so well because you have this era, Sam, Travis, you yeah. Know, and I'm with Jim in that era. So we kind of bleed in like they, the guys like Jim and Sam do. We bleed in to each other's lives uh, when before we started doing this stuff. And yeah, I remember a little bit about those. And that was kind of the birth of, of it's probably, you know, even before social media, right? It was kind of just on the rise of these sites that you'd go visit. And uh, very, very much. And what I remember happening at work a lot was when you got bearded. Do you remember getting bearded in an email? Ooh, can't no, explain it. That? So, if y'all have mobile, I'm not going to explain it. Okay. I'll look it up. Look it up, and uh, our viewers and listeners, uh, look it up. But please do it in a closed-off area. Not what is it? Not appropriate for work. What is the uh, saying? 
Uh, not safe for work. Not safe for work. There you go. FW. And please but it was very funny of Cooper uh, knowing some of these, not knowing some of them, and then his reaction to them when he saw them. Please don't beard me after this uh, recording. I will not. I will. Uh, so what are the so what are the things? One of the sites. Uh, well, first of all, the counting the spins is absolutely hilarious, and they said they used to li- to leave it on uh, old uh, O and A producers' computers and see how many spins they would get. Yes. But, uh, the lemon lemon party. There was a. Did you watch Thirty Rock, Chris? Yes, of course. Oh, it's great, great show. There was a line in Thirty Rock that is maybe. And I have a line. There's a line from early Conan O'Brien, late night with Conan O'Brien. There's two lines in TV I always remember. But the Lemon Party one, um, Liz, her last name is Lemon. Tina yeah, Liz Lemon, sure. Liz Lemon. Her, her. Uh, there she goes to a restaurant and uh, checking a reservation. That her, then her dad comes in. Her dad's name is Richard. I believe it's her dad. And her dad's name is Richard. And he said, "You can't have a Lemon Party without Old D." Oh, jeez. D Lemon yeah. Party. Oh. Perfect inside baseball comment. Yeah, my favorite quote from that is when she was dating the um, her, the guy that was kind of a he does all the Allstate commercials or whatever. The, you know the one there, the Mayhem yeah. guy. Yeah, that that actor. And she's dating him, and he sells pagers. And he's like, why are you selling pagers in this day and age? And he's like, hey, technology is cyclical. <laughs> technology is the only thing that's not cyclical. Right. Technology doesn't come back; it keeps on evolving. So the show is so good. Exactly. Speaking of, of TV shows. Last week they revisited. We talked about this. They, they visited and revisited. Went over all the animation shows from the '90s. Those theme songs, which were amazing, they should have they should have crowned X Men the animated series. Um, but the, Travis, and this has been a couple of weeks. Travis keeps talking about how Succession is the best, and Sam agrees. I think to an extent, the best uh, TV theme song of of all time. It's recognizable. It's just kind of a jingle. I don't really see it as a theme song. It's not in my like Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, you kind of talk about Breaking Bad. So Jim's right yeah. to say Sopranos. That's a that's a theme. It's a song, but they made the theme song. Everyone wants to like. You don't get tired of it. You think of it. Uh, for you, do you think um, Succession is one of the all time greats? No, yeah. and I, I Jim turned me off um, on Succession long ago, and so <laughs> I didn't really get into it as much. But for me, yeah, Game of Thrones for sure, and I love the West Wing. You know, of course, West Wing theme song is is incredible. They even, uh, because Lin-Manuel Miranda was such a big fan of that, his last appearance in, um, in oh God, what's it, his thing? Hamilton, thank you. In Hamilton, was uh, they played him off with that theme song. So, yeah, theme songs are cool, but yeah, it was uh, West Wing for me. It, 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 which one is your favorite? Game of Thrones is up there. Like, I loved hearing that. You knew you were about to see, except for the last season, it got a little murky. You knew you were about to see some great uh, TV. Do you... Do you dance when you hear the Game of Thrones? I, I haven't, but I recall someone who did, and you could still probably find it on Twitter. It may not be uh, Jim Norton. He did it yeah. at Bobby Kelly's house. to And annoyed, annoyed Bob very much oh, every time. That, they I used to that. watch that show together. Yeah, they used to watch it together. You're absolutely right. Uh, something not as fun that uh, they talked about this week, and I covered hockey for about 10 years uh, in Chicago, mostly the Blackhawks, and this, this, this death with this guy who took a skate, to the throat in uh, in a league in England, really just tragic. I think it's only happened like one or or two other times in in professional hockey. But they broke that down, and uh, um, I'm surprised. They, it was a little, it was a little bit light when they were. I don't think they understood like how. I don't know if they saw the photos and video because like if you did, Chris, there's there's blood 
all over him, all over the ice, and he and he, and he died. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, uh, it's it, they. I I do appreciate the way Jim and Sam broke it down because, um, as much as they they joked about it, they did say they did kind of look at the other players' history, and I guess I haven't looked deep into it that he has had kind of a a career. A lot of his career has been the kind of reckless plays. Yeah. So the way I saw it is he kind of that the guy that got him with the skate, your your, your leg never has any business being up that high. No, you know how sharp and dangerous a skate is. And at the very least, he was trying to just catch him with his leg to knock the player off balance, um, which is already an illegal check and you could hurt somebody. So it's already a reckless play. And I think that's why the guy was uh, it seems like it was the guy they arrested somebody. They didn't say the name, but it seems yeah, like that's that- so that's the weirdest part about that whole story is how come they haven't announced it? It's him. Yeah. Who, who, who else are you going to arrest on that? You know, right. who else was responsible if you yeah. made a re- arrest? Yeah, I saw one. Um, of a guy that he was actually on the ground and this was a complete accident and he got slashed and he's on the ground and he's backing up. I don't know if you remember that video. Yeah, and, I think he's so. great. and it's just, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I'm not as knowledgeable on hockey as of course you are, but it doesn't seem like that leg should be up there at all. There's no reason for it. Even if you lost your balance, right? And you're on one skate, you don't do a pirouette and have your leg up that high. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Was it an attempted murder? I don't I don't think so, but it was so reckless that that, that yeah. could happen. So yeah, just brutal. I mean, they I think they broke it down kind of the right way, but but brutal. And onto uh, greener pastures here. There would be a golf course. Um <laughs> we'll get to what Bert did, but good for our guy Troy. I mean, the, him and Black Caviar, there's like uh they just had uh NFL. I don't know if it was Thursday night football, they just had a, a song and a commercial for the NFL. We know about the Spider-Man gold record. Into the Spider Verse. Now they have um, Bert's uh, Netflix golf special. The Netflix Open. Uh, yeah, the, it, I think. Yeah, it's a form. I think Bert was just doing the uh, some commentary on it, but it's like the Netflix Formula Formula One uh, golf thing because they're doing the Formula One in Vegas. I think it's coming up this weekend, if I'm not, if I'm correct. And they so they did a golf thing, and uh, yeah, it's Troy's Black Caviar tunes, and yeah, they they have great success. They, are doing the you know the NFL shop and that commercial is always up during NFL games that they did music for. And Troy had a good kind of explanation. It's like you know we we did this song before and we just have some a good guy that kind of markets and 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 you know they're looking for songs that use it. But you know it's good quality stuff if these big players are, are doing it. So it was great. Jim even goes, is it something that like you could stop working, you know, and and just do that? Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. no, don't. I want Troy to still work. Yeah, with for us. real. Come on. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of like, why is he saying that? <laughs> I mean, he's he's trying to show like how well Troy's doing, and I like you know at some at some exactly. point he should be making a lot of money because their music's everywhere. Um, so they did. Oh, sorry, we get speaking of Bert. Bert, uh, Bert grabbed a protester, and it was he's like smiling while he's doing it. So Bert, but it was the right move to kind of like, hey, calm down, relax, like you know. Um, it it was so funny and interesting. Hopefully, it, it looks like uh, that that made it in there. But this is one of the funny things Sam does. Sam has a great bird impression. Yeah, he does. I, I love what he does. <laughs> yeah, he's really like, high. Yeah, he's like about to laugh and talk. Yeah, but I, I appreciate Sam's uh, bird impression. Um, so they did pull names for Secret Santa this week. Thank God. We heard some reactions. I'm, I appreciate that not too much was revealed or hinted at. But as always, Troy was unhappy. Do you think the yeah. fix is in? Do you think the fix has ever been in? I, I, it's hard to tell. It really is hard to tell. Really? But um, they did it really fast because Jim had to leave the show early because he, of course, had a doctor's appointment, right? 
Um, but yeah, they did it fast. And they, uh, you know, Troy alluded to something that I brought up on this podcast that when Jim finally did get Troy and buy him gifts, that he got a $20 gift certificate and some shirts or merch or something like that, you know, or $20 in cash when in the past, Jim gave $300 in cash to other people. So handsome yeah, Rob. Yeah, he, yeah, handsome What's Rob. the uh, Philly show? Exactly. Sure so that doesn't make any sense. So yeah. And what was unfortunate during the picking is that, you know, they go, oh, I picked myself. So they put it back in. So you knew some of the things were back in there when others picked, you know, and so it get, if you did the math and if you really wanted to MacGyver it, maybe not MacGyver it, but you could kind of do uh, Charlie Day and figure out who got what if you really want to work at it. I'm just happy to be uh, ready to see the reveal uh, this yeah. this Christmas. Yeah. So th they said there's going to be a, a Secret Santa mystery guest. I think it's I. it could be three people in my mind. I got three people and uh, that it could I know be. who it is, I think. Who do, you, who do you think it is? Go ahead. Okay, here it is. I think it's Nikki. They have been waiting to bring Nikki on for a certain reason. She loves this stuff. She wants to get a gift. I think it's going to be Nikki, and this will be our first appearance of Nikki on the Jim and Sam show. What do you think? So that's a big guess. I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't. I remember Jim saying that he's you know doing all the the footage with Soraya for YouTube. I remember saying they want to bring her on the show. Did they say that? Yeah, they said eventually, you know, eventually we'll have her oh, yeah, in. Of you know, she'll be on. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she'll but be on, maybe this is the time. Who do you think it's going to be? Who's a secret? That would Santa be really cool. Mystery guest. I, so my three guesses were Soraya, uh, Denny, or Mary Jean. Those are my three guesses, and they're kind Ooh. of standard. So I like yours outside the box, but might happen. Yeah, those are kind I would of go standard. with. I would go with Denny on your list only yeah, because so. he's always been. Well, the other ones have been in there too, but. That would be something that would be a, a mystery guess and that someone that they kind of have to work to get in. You know what I mean? That yeah, couldn't be we missed them at Halloween. We yeah, and could, you couldn't be in for Halloween. the, you know, for the no. drawing. Soraya could have been there for the drawing. Mary yeah. Jean could have been there for the drawing. So who knows? And I, I, I would even like if it was Soraya too, because last time she didn't participate as much. She was kind of just doing, you know, photos or videos. So nice to see her in the kind of the talent mix. Sure. Uh, again, uh, speaking of talent, we had three guests this week. We had Ian Finance. We had Mike Finoy. And Kel Mitchell from uh, Keenan and Kel, Good Burger 2 coming out soon. So what did you think of the guests this week, Chris? Yeah, I mean, um, let's just say it wasn't a strong guest lineup. That's okay, you know? Yeah. Not every week's going to be a home run. Uh, Ian was there, and it was kind of cool. He's really trying to not annoy Sam, Jim and Sam listeners. I think he is. I appreciate I mean, that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, he's taping his first special soon, so he's there uh, promoting it. He's really excited and anxious about that. But a cool story that he brought up is he's going on tour with one of his favorite bands just to hang out, not to do comedy with them. He's just going to be hanging out there. And then they talked about something funny that uh, Jordan told um, many people. And Sam, of course, brought this up that uh, Ian's member is weird, <laughs> weird looking. So Ian showed a photo to the guys of his member. So that was weird. Always Mike good. was great. Um, you know, he talked about staying in a cabin over the holidays. And I thought that'd be kind of cool, you know, just unplugging and that kind of stuff. Now, if I'm not mistaken, did he open up for the tenderloins, you know, the Impractical Jokers guys? I think he did. And I think Sal might have even kind of recently uh, promoted um, him. But if he's the same guy, he he's very funny. I saw uh, the tenderloins, you know, the Impractical Joker guys yeah. in Lexington with my son, Cal, when he was in college and uh, big fans of those guys. And I know you've interviewed them many yeah, times. Great. great guys. Yeah. And then Cal Mitchell was was good. It was a short interview. They're running out of time and um it was, I think, their first actor that's been in since the strike. So this is the first actor they've had in a long yeah, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Good Burger 2 is coming out. And they had some funny stories about auditioning for Saturday Night Live. So for me, I got to give it to him because he's trying. 
Ian, I enjoyed Ian's appearance this week, and I know I many agree. of the other listeners and viewers might squash that. But what do you think? I, I agree. It was one of uh, Ian's better appearances. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, better better to kind of slot in as a guest there than as a co-host. And I think the guys would realize that because uh, what was it last Thursday? Jim was out, and um, yeah. you know, and and they they didn't have a, have a guest uh, or or a fill in co-host network better. I think they know that now. So yeah, Ian was good. Kel Mitchell, I I think he may have done the show before because I was surprised that Sam didn't say, hey, I'm a fellow Nickelodeon star from my... Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Oh, it was good. Some good actor talk in this, and all thing was interesting. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed Kel as well. And Mike's very funny. Just getting to know him a little more. Let's uh, run out of time here. Let's get the line of the week. Did you have some contenders? You got one that stuck yeah, out? Yeah, I think we have enough for me to get my two contenders out there and get yours in there. Um, one of my contenders was uh, during the conversation with Kel in becoming an actor. I think when he first started out, he said he was... Um, his first role was that of being a rattlesnake because he could dance and he could pop lock. And Sam, of course, says, well, you, Jim, Jim pop locks as well. And yeah. Kel said, really? You, you do? And Jim said, yeah, but I got hurt. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He goes, well, yeah, that's because people saw me do it and they didn't like it and they beat me up, which is <laughs> pretty true, probably. Uh, but I love the pop block stuff that Jim yeah. says he does. My second one, I think this is my favorite. Jim was talking about about the turbulence that he was experiencing on his flight home from Los Angeles. It was pretty bad. And he was talking to the flight attendant about it. And Sam says, you know, Nikki just had to stay there and listen to you talk. Because uh, Jim's in the window seat. Nikki's in the middle. Have you talk about this uh, with the flight attendant and driver? And he goes, yeah. You know, Jim said, you know what? Nikki was just happy to be there that I got her thing out of the overhead. And Sam went, ew, what's it doing up there? And Jim said, please, it takes up a lot of room. Kind of funny. <laughs> what do you got mine are mine are shorter perhaps a, a, a bit lazy this week but going back to the baby when sam addressed himself as baby oh. i just thought that showed that showed he's not afraid to be a little awkward and i just i love that it, he hasn't done that for seven years and now right. he's now like he's uh, addressed himself as baby it happened uh, two days and uh that was one of them and then the other one i really liked uh troy's frustration at secret santa never gets never gets old never gets old when he, so he said uh, he was exp expressing his frustration and he goes, he's like, I want another one. I want another one. And Travis had, I think before Travis had pulled his name and then Troy goes, I pulled my own name, pull my own name. <laughs> it was yeah, like pretty serious. Finding any way. Yeah. It was pretty serious the way he said it. So that maybe those, those two uh, lines um, really made me laugh this week. So I have to, I'll have to go with Troy. I love that. That frustration it was hilarious. Always is. Oh yeah. All right. So the guys are going to be on Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Next, you week. know, do you know what Jim and 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 and, and Nikki are doing for for Thanksgiving? Possibly, did you hear about this? Uh, why don't you fill us in? I think I did. Yeah, I think it, Sam invited them to not only Sam's own house, but maybe the parental house, this Robert's home yep. for Thanksgiving. Guy, I hope that happens. Um, Jim is always kind of weary about that, so but I just hope that happens. I think it would be a fantastic time. I think it'd be very welcome there. And I think uh, there'd be some good stories with now that we're starting to hear more and more about Sam's dad after we've seen him. I I'd love to hear how that interaction went as well. Absolutely. So, so yeah, what, we, uh, we have, uh, hey, what are we going to do? What are, what are we going to do? For, I mean, what do we got? Well, I, I know that um, the guys are off. We can't do a show recapping the guys, but I think we have a very special podcast and we're super excited about it because, um, it, it took a lot of doing, and it's fantastic, and uh, it should come out Sunday overnight into Monday is when we'll release it. And 
Uh, it should be a wonderful thing, and we're just really happy about it. And it should be, you know, it should prove to be a very satisfying Thanksgiving next week in the town square. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not dog bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.